So, hi, hello, welcome back to the self-care cave. It's been a few days, it's been a few weeks, let's be honest. I've had some trouble with some guests, not responding to recording dates, which I'm absolutely fine with. We're all living a very busy, rushed life, and we need to sometimes take time for ourselves. So instead of relying on guests, I decided that we're going to do things a little differently this time, and that we are going to record solo episodes. I am very excited about this because there are some things, some of my um, listeners have requested that I talk more, so please enjoy. I am very nervous about this, if I'm going to be brutally honest, but as I spoke about in the Facebook Live last week, there are ways on managing anxiety and stress, and there are ways of learning how to manage it. And actually, today's topic is going to be about self-care and anxiety, and how you can practice self-care in order to better manage your anxiety. And this is something that I fully stand behind because it is something that I've had to learn to adapt to myself and after eight and a half years of this journey, I fully, fully understand that it's not the same for everybody, which is why I originally wanted to talk to people about this, but now when you're listening to me talk about how I manage my anxiety and we're going to bring up a few different methods. Uh, ones that worked for me and ones that worked for friends, but not for me. So there we go. So let's get started. One of the many, many things I learned about myself is that I can't hit the snooze button. I cannot stay in bed once my alarm has woken me up. It is the absolute worst thing I can do for my stress levels and for my anxiety. It is also the absolute worst thing I can do to my mind the minute I know, okay, I might just fall asleep again. Water break, quickly. That was good, that felt good. It's actually not water, it's monster tonight, but hey. It's liquid, and it goes into my mouth while I'm parched. So, so I just have to point out that when you hit the snooze button, you are actually creating a disrupted sense of sleep and that creates a disrupted sense of mind and there's actually there's something that I linked in one of my videos the Mel Robbins um, I think it was a four week four day course or a four week course uh, course to the better year to the best year yet kind of thing and I'll link it down in the description of this podcast as well so that you guys can understand what I'm talking about but in her first video she talks about not hitting the snooze button because sleep experts say that it is actually not as good for you because it sets your mind back into sleep mode and that sleep mode is i think four hours long do not quote me on this it's probably not correct but it's four hours long and that means instead of being awake when you wake up you are still very much in slow sleep mode and you don't wake up until past midday so, which is very interesting to me. So, once you stop hitting the snooze button, and I've got the notes in front of me, Dr. Cindy T. Graham, a licensed psychologist, says, 
Your body will learn to prepare for waking up at the time and you will feel less tired over the course of the day. This is something that I can absolutely prove to be true. So I get up pretty damn early every morning for work and for, for exercise and things like that. And when I do that, people think I'm absolutely crazy. But I get so much more done in a day when I do that versus when I get up at, say, 10 o'clock like I did today. I'm currently in isolation, if anybody's wondering. But, yes, I did not have to leave the house today, therefore I slept in. And the stress I felt when my alarms went off, even though I knew I didn't have anywhere to go, I don't want to feel that on a regular basis ever again. I don't know who would want to willingly do that to themselves. Then something else that I have to mention that, I, that I've learned has really helped with my stress and anxiety management is journaling. Not necessarily in an oh dear diary kind of way, but more like if I if I have something on my mind, I doodle it down, I scri- write it down. I have a, a page set up and I, I, I go and I mention certain things on this page and then I go and I look for ways to manage it. Another thing is having a hobby. Now I have about six different hobbies that I sort of tap into and tap out of as I go along. And these are knitting. Yes, I'm an old lady. Okay, I can't help it. I love it. And I love the little calluses it creates on my fingers because I used to do a lot of sewing pre-pandemic by hand. I've made moon bags, I've made shirts, all that kind of thing. I don't have that much time anymore. So the knitting sort of helps because I can start a project and leave it. Whereas the sewing doesn't always... (laughs) can't always be done like that because I'm like if I'm mid figuring out a pattern I don't want to leave it alone kind of thing um writing is another um hobby of mine scrapbooking journaling has actually become a hobby in the way of like finding photographs and and little quotes that I can put into my journal and things like that um, another another hobby I have is music. I have had a guitar for 15, I was 15, I got 12 years, 12 years now. Um, and it's been, it's been great. I, I don't know how to play it yet, but every now and then I'll pluck at the strings and I'll teach myself a little riff. So those, having a hobby sort of help with with anxiety and that's a great idea for having a way to release stress so it's having a release um crying oh my word whenever i am super frustrated crying letting it go i sometimes scream into a pillow even and if i'm alone i scream out loud honestly go to an open area and just let it out those two methods of letting go are so good for your body because not only do you physically exert the stress but you mentally and emotionally also exert it. I've made a video on this topic before and this is in my notes and I've, I've looked at it now and I'm like should I mention it or should I not? Another way to manage your anxiety and stress levels is to get enough sleep. Yes, that is so much easier said than done. However, if you work yourself to the point where you're actually dropping off to sleep, it's also not the best thing either. You need to find a way to balance your sleep-awake time. 
one of which, as I mentioned before, is not hitting the snooze button in the mornings. Another way of doing it is not having your phone in your face or your computer or your laptop or your TV in your face an hour before you go to bed. The blue light actually really hurts our eyes and messes with our like brain's like awake time. I don't have all the research in front of me right now, but there is research behind it that states that the blue light's in our phones and you can actually set if you go into your phone settings, okay, if you go into settings, you can actually set the settings for your eye comfort to a yellow a, like a a yellowed a blue light filter. So filter out the blue light to reduce eye fatigue. When this is on, the display will have a warmer tone. So you can set it to a certain diff like setting and you can schedule it as well, which is amazing. I I love this because I go to bed pretty early when I've had a full work day and I've got a full day of like doing deliveries, doing my shop, doing my Instagrams, doing my YouTube videos, doing the recordings or the scripts or anything. If I've got a full day, then I definitely need to be on my phone quite often. And I hate the yellowed tone of the comfort filter. But by 10pm, I'm pretty tired usually, and I try to go to bed by 11. So I can set the schedule for 10pm, okay, and then for it to end at, I get up at five four so i can set it for an hour after and then i can set the color temperature okay there we go so it's sort of like mid light that's great then it changes that blue light filter that you have so you're not sitting with that blue light in your face the whole time there is research behind it i will link it down below if i can find it great and I know this one, the next one that I'm going to talk about, I'm going to get a lot of heat for. But, but, learn to anticipate problems before they arise. This is so important. And it's more, it, again, it's more, it's easier said than done. But, if I know, okay, I'm going to walk into work and somebody's going to pick on the fact that I walked into work five minutes later than I did yesterday... I just brush it off. But if I walk into work and I didn't consider that, you know, it's... I do gym in the mornings, then I go to work, and I get up pretty early. So, I mean, we have to be at the depot pretty early as well. So having that, like, constant nagging at me sometimes does get to me depending on my mood. But with the anxiety of having to deal with it, now that I know these people are going to do that... I take a step back and I go, okay, whatever, that's not an issue anymore, and I deal with it. And that's just one example of it. Um, I try and, I'm going to use the word micromanage, but I hate that word so much. There isn't a better word for it right now. Micromanage my life in the manner of, I know exactly what time slot I've got available for something at any given point in time. Um, another one I need to really mention, and this is this is sort of... Difficult to mention because there's a lot of people who don't seem to want to, and I understand that, but getting outside and exercising. Exercising in particular, they can be done separate, but getting outside, get some sunshine. Vitamin D is good for your mental health. 
whether it be anxiety, whether it be stress, whether it be depression, vitamin D is on every single list that a therapist has written, that your doctors have written, on the books that are out there. Vitamin D, sunlight, getting outside and breathing fresh air is so important. And I'm going to read the note that is here. No matter how busy you are, experts say that one of the best things you can do for yourself is to make it a habit to lace up your walking shoes and step outside for a breath of fresh air each day. Doing this, even for short increments of it at a time, provides you with many health benefits, both physical and mental. Research suggests that spending time outside helps you sleep better at night, reduces stress levels, boosts mental health, and stimulates the immune system. So those are reasons for the getting outside. But for the exercise, getting your heart rate up increases your happy hormones, serotonin, dopamine, and all the others, thus improving your mood, pleasure, and reducing pain. And this doesn't require long hours in the gym six days a week. Sometimes something as simple as three to four days a week, walking briskly, going for a jog, going to an online yoga class, or even just 30 minutes outside walking your, your, your pet, it all counts. Just that movement counts. The absolute last thing I want to mention, and I do this quite often myself because of the online thrift store, but spending 10 minutes a day decluttering. Research shows that clutter increases our cortisol levels, which is a stress hormone that is in in our systems. So when you declutter, you are basically just creating a more relaxed environment. Well, lovelies, I have babbled on long enough, and I hope that you enjoyed the solo episode, and I look forward to recording and enjoying it with you next week as well. Love, light, and rainbows, and I shall see you on Monday on the YouTube channel. Bye for now.